Come on back, peaceful. I'm gonna be free or die. I've been walking with my face turned to the sun. Weight on my shoulders, a bullet in my gun. Oh, I got eyes in the back of my head. Just in case I have to run I do what I can when I can while I can for my people While the clouds roll back and the stars fill the night That's when I'm gonna stand up, take my people miles to freedom would you like to pick a new name to mark your freedom Harrington. early in the morning before the sun begins to shine we're gonna start moving towards that separating Salvation and a fight with the strength that I got until I die. So I'm gonna stand up, take my people with me. Together we are going to a brand new home. Far across the river, you hear freedom calling, calling me to answer. Gonna keep on Welcome to the Underground Railroad.
I'm going to stand up and take my people with me. Good morning, EMU. My name is Celeste Thomas, and I serve as Director of Multicultural Student Services and advisor to the Black Student Alliance and the Latina Student Alliance. We welcome you in this space to celebrate Black History Month with the Black Student Alliance. Our theme, celebrating black excellence. We gather to recognize the accomplishments of those whose broad shoulders we stand upon. Without those brave ancestors' love for us, we would not be assembled here obtaining the dream of higher education and being free to worship openly and honestly. Our burdens are lighter due to Harriet Tubman, Booker T. Washington, Ella Fitzgerald, Al Green, Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Benjamin Banneker, Dorothy I. Height, Fannie Lou Hamer, Angela Davis, Joseph Lowry, and the good trouble that we are encouraged to get into by John Lewis. We stand in solidarity with them and thank them and others too many to mention for all they have done and continue to do to show us what black excellence looks like. Black Student Alliance, I encourage you to look back and glean everything you can from those whose shoulders you stand on as you continue your journey to make this place a better place for black excellence. This morning, I extend a special welcome to our preacher of the hour, my soror, Miss Melody Pinnell. Thank you for seeing it not robbery to join us for this service this morning, and we are looking forward to your message, Black Excellence, Revisiting Resistance, Resilience, and Radical Hope. Good morning again, and welcome. And at this time, we will have our invocation, and then we will be following our program as scripted. Thank you all. Good morning, my name is Amanda Gilbert and I'm co-president of BSA. Please join me in prayer. Most loving and merciful God, in whose law we find our guidance, in whose love we find our healing and joy, and in whose we will find our peace. Rule over our spirits in this hour that we will go from this worship with the freedom of those who trust you and need have no anxiety for themselves. Empower us, O oh God, to be open to the seasons of life and give of our hearts generously to all in need. Grant us the silence of heart so that we can grow in your word. As we go through this worship today and culminate in what we call Black History Month, help us to never forget our history and instill in us the willingness to share our history with our youth and others throughout the year. Now, Lord God, fill us with the solemnity of the faith of the Great Commission, but also provide us with the means and the will to stay in loving and joyous relationships with one another in the world. Lord, we praise and adore you, and we thank you for the joy we have in worshiping you in spirit and in truth. In your name we pray, amen. Please, please welcome Nardos for a call to worship.
Okay, so I'm going to say the words that aren't bolded, and then together we will say, have a congregational response in the bold. Oh God, you have heard the anguished cries of our ancestors. Their sound echo and penetrate time to remind us of our four parents who were brutally captured and forcibly enslaved as they left the peaceful womb of their African homeland. Stony the road we trod. Oh God, you have seen the millions of dark bodies buried beneath the tumultuous waves of the deep, bodies of African men and women who held the seeds of greatness. You have seen women's dreams for a united family vanish as they were sold at auction blocks. You have seen the legacy of African-American family discriminated and demeaned by those who attempted to control our destiny. Bitter the chastening rod felt in the days when hope unborn had died. Oh God, you have ignited the sparks within us into a blazing demand for freedom, equality, and justice. This quest has caused Harriet Tubman sleepless nights as she led her people to freedom. It was an equality that Rosa Parks and the civil rights activists fought for and gave their lives for. It was justice that Martin Luther King Jr. stood for as thousands stood with him at the Lincoln Memorial. Yet with a steady beat has not our weary feet come to the place for which our fathers sighed. Oh God, you have seen our tears. You have been pained by the evil of human hearts. Yet you loved humanity enough that you sent your only son to identify with the outcasts, marginalized and rejected. As the cries of Jesus pierced your heart, so have the cries of your people, cries from different cultures and in different languages. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears. Oh God, you answered us during our exodus from Africa. You wiped every teardrop during our exile and captivity. Our foreparents dared to dream that one day on these shores we would become politicians, preachers, educators, doctors, writers, scientists, artists, and so much more. Lest our feet stray from the places, our God, where we met thee. Our ancestors' hard work, their courage, their convictions, and their beliefs in you paved the way for our emancipation and education. But it is clear you have liberated us. You have set us free. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. Lest our hearts drunk with the wine of the world, we forget thee. Shadowed beneath thy hand, may we forever stand, true to our God and true to our native land. Now I'm going to invite Rachel up here to read some scripture. Good morning. My name is Rachel Saley, and I'm co-head event coordinator of BSA. I'll be reading Genesis 1, verses 27 and 28. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky over every living creature that moves on the ground. And Romans 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. 
This is the word of God. And now we will hear Believe for It by Cece Winans and Molly Puanka will introduce our guest speaker.
I am one of the event coordinators for BSA and I am so happy that I get the honor to introduce Melody Pinnell this morning. She has made a huge impact on my life through Destiny's Daughters and I am very much looking forward to her words. Melody M. Pinnell is a native of Harlem, New York City, where her interests developed concerning addressing social inequalities and disparities. Pinnell holds a bachelor's in social work from Eastern Mennonite University in Harrisonburg, Virginia, a master's in social work from Fordham University in New York City, and a master's of divinity and master's in Christian education from the Samuel D. Wett Proctor School of Theology at Virginia Union University in Richmond, Virginia. Pinnell also holds a graduate certificate in restorative justice from the Center of Justice and Peacebuilding at EMU. Pinnell is also the founder and CEO of Destiny's Daughters, Inc., a therapeutic spiritual mentoring program dedicated to the personal transformation, holistic development, and self-empowerment of young women and girls, Embodiment Equity Leadership Institution, LLC. Recently, Melody was officially initiated as a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority, Inc., Charlottesville alumni chapter, and was accepted into the inaugural womanist preaching doctorate in ministry program at Memphis Theological Seminary. Pinnell was recently appointed as the inaugural director of diversity and community engagement at UVA Health in Charlottesville, Virginia. In her previous positions, Melody M. Pinnell served as assistant professor of social work in the Department of Applied Social Sciences, chairperson for the Diversity and Inclusion Committee, and vice president of the Faculty Senate and director of Multicultural Services 
at Eastern Mennonite University. Pinnell also serves on the leadership of the Coming to the Table Charlottesville local affiliate and as the board chair of Anabaptist World Inc. It is her life's mission to develop inclusive communities, build the capacity for resilience and embody social justice through the values and ethics of womanist theology and encouraging those that she serves to engage in a transformative journey of racial reconciliation, holistic healing, and human flourishing. Her words have always touched me, and I hope they will also touch each of you this morning. God bless Melody as you give the message this morning, and afterwards, Brian will give a few announcements. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you, Molly, for your warm welcome and introduction. It is an honor to be with you today to share in the celebration of Black History Month here at Eastern Mennonite University. I offer my greetings to the board, President Huxman, the President's Cabinet, administrators, faculty, staff, community members, and of course, all of the beloved students. I especially want to thank the members of the Black Student Alliance, Celeste Thomas, Director of Multicultural Services, University Chaplain Martin, Brian Martin Borkholder for inviting me to share in this special moment. Please join me in prayer. Lord, Lord, open unto me. Open unto me light for my darkness, courage for my fear, hope for my despair, peace for my turmoil, joy for my sorrow, strength for my weaknesses, wisdom for my confusion, forgiveness for my sins, tenderness for my toughness, love for my hates. Open unto me thyself for myself. Lord, Lord, open unto me. Amen. Howard Thurman. For the time that is ours, I invite you to journey with me as I offer my reflections on black excellence, revisiting resistance, resilience, and radical hope. July 15th, 2023 will mark my 20th anniversary of coming back to live in Virginia as a native New Yorker. In the summer of 2003, I remember sitting on the park bench on 145th Street and Malcolm X Boulevard in New York City, Harlem. With my mother and sister by my side, I was contemplating and praying, anticipating the pending job offer from EMU for the position of Director of Multicultural Services. During this process, I was in consultation with my mentor, Dr. D Diane Swan Wright, who served as the Director of Multicultural Services and the first African-American woman to be appointed as Interim Vice President of Student Life while I was an undergraduate student here at EMU from 1993 to 1997. Our class made history, graduating 70 students of color. 
After graduating in 1997, I stayed at EMU to continue to serve as the Maplewood Resident Hall Director and also as a graduate assistant in the Office of Multicultural Services under Diane's leadership. In 1998, I went back to New York City to pursue my master's in social work, and Diane went on to complete her PhD at UVA in American history. After leaving EMU, she served as a director of African American and special programs at Monticello in Charlottesville, Virginia, making history again as the first African American senior staff member. During her tenure at Monticello, Diane co-founded the Good Getting the Word Project and was instrumental in the 1998 public reveal on the Oprah Winfrey Show concerning the Thomas Jefferson and Sally Hemings groundbreaking story. In 2002, Diane published her work, A Way Out of No Way, claiming family and freedom in the New South. Dr. Diane Swan Wright passed away on January 23, 2018. Former EMU students and I mourned together and attended her homegoing celebration. We engaged in a sacred memory of our experiences as undergraduate students. She was the reason why I succeeded as a student at EMU. She was why I came back to serve as her successor at EMU as Director of Multicultural Services in 2003 to 2008. She ensured that as a student of color, I was immersed, engaged, and empowered by voices within the community at large that reflected my history and ancestry. She taught African-American history and took BIPOC students to meet black excellence in the persons of Cornell West, Maya Angelou, Sonia Sanchez, Nikki Giovanni, and James Farmer. Powerful voices that each spoke to the importance of raising my own voice critically and creatively concerning issues of social justice. As I come full circle, she is the reason that I believe I am continuing to do the work my soul must have by bringing oral history alive once again and encouraging the healing of historical trauma throughout the Charlottesville community in my current position of Director of Diversity and Community Engagement at UVA Health. In honor of sacred memory and the importance of legacy, I dedicate this time of sharing to Dr. Diane Swan Wright. She is engraved in my heart and in our history. She is our example of black excellence here at EMU, Ashe, and so it is. Our text today is coming from Romans 5, 1 to 5, the New International Version. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given us. Sarah Hendricks, professor of New Testament at Luther Seminary, gives a commentary on this text, noting that Paul covers all time, past, present, and future. We have been justified, set in right relationship with God, it has happened through the Lord Jesus Christ, and we look forward to the future with God, as the word hope implies. 
to live in confidence that God fills all the world's time, past, present, and future, is to experience the peace that Paul speaks of in verse 1. The text highlights the tension between peace and perseverance, hope and suffering, reality and reimagining. Paul puts the realities of life front and center. Yes, we stand in such love that we boast confidently in our hope of God's glory, and yes, we boast also in the very difficulties we experience. Paul does not let his hearers imagine that difficulties are contrary witness to God's promises. Rather, we survive them by growing in hope, appreciating the difficulties for what they are, and finding ways to overcome our obstacles. Even our troubles, rightly lived through, lead us around again to hope. Hope itself, says Paul, is founded on God's gift of love, already poured into us by the presence of God, Holy Spirit, in and among us. It is the same love from God that has enabled black people throughout the generations to evolve into a strong community of faith and sustain the ability to embody black excellence and radical hope. To believe that God will make a way out of no way. The last Black History Month that I remember as an undergraduate student with Diane was my soul looks back in wonder how I made it over. This phrase was made popular by a song sung by Mahila Jackson and later on Aretha Franklin, representing black excellence and resiliency in our gospel roots and cultural identity. In his work, Black Sacred Rhetoric, The Theology and Testimony of Religious Folk Talk, Dr. Gregory M. Howard remarks that black sacred rhetoric expresses not only trouble, but also hope, enduring faith, a call for a human response, and deliverance by God. These oral traditions of call and response and folk talk such as God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. God is a bridge over troubled waters. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. You know the sayings. God can do anything but fail. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. These sayings are what some people lovingly refer to as grandma's theology or even soul talk that one may hear at the beauty shop, the barber shop, the street corner, at the cookout, or sitting around the kitchen table, or maybe in the office of Celeste Thomas. <laughs> These sayings have served as touchstones for revisiting resistance to oppression, cultivating resilience, and embracing radical hope. This soul theology engages in conversation and dialogue with our best and brightest leaders within the black community. Frederick Douglass stated that without struggle, there is no progress. Bell Hooks lamented that language is also a place of struggle, and Audre Lorde reminded us that there is no liberation without community. Langston Hughes asked the question, what happens to a dream deferred? And Fannie Lou Hammer said she is sick and tired of being sick and tired. James Baldwin proclaimed that not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed unless it is faced. Ella Baker encouraged us to give light, and people will find a way. Maya Angelou stated proudly that we may encounter many defeats, but we will not be defeated. And Lucille Clifton gives us an open invitation. Won't you celebrate with me what I have shaped into a kind of life? I had no model 
born in Babylon, born non-white and woman, what did I see to be except myself? I made it up. Here on this bridge between starshine and clay, one hand holding tight my other hand, come celebrate with me that every day something has tried to kill me and has failed. Black excellence, revisiting resistance, resilience, and radical hope. Psychologists define resilience as the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or significant sources of stress. How many of you know about stress? Radical hope is not an eyes closed denial of the truth or even an assertion that everything will work out for the best. Instead, it is accepting that change is inevitable and the way things are today is not the way they would be forever. Rebecca Snart says in her book, Hope in the Dark, Unstowed Stories, Wild Possibilities, that I believe in hope as an act of defiance, or rather the foundation for a series of ongoing acts of defiance. The concept of radical hope is an act of resistance and even defiance against giving into the oppressive circumstances and painful realities of life. Through radical hope, our trauma can be transformed. Instead of our suffering with symptoms of post-traumatic stress, or as Dr. Joy DeGruy says, post-traumatic slave syndrome, we can overcome our obstacles and experience post-traumatic growth, showing a positive appreciation for life, positive relationships with others, new possibilities, personal strength, and spiritual change. We can recover from trauma, become healed, resilient, and whole. We can embrace a courageous hope, an audacious hope that takes that, that hope that takes consideration of our vulnerabilities and does not put us to shame. This is the foundation that the accomplishments, achievements, and advancements of this next generation of black scholars and allies, educators, practitioners, creatives, and influencers are building on. This is a sacred memory of the living legacy of the slave uprisings, Black Wall Street, Harlem Renaissance, the Civil Rights Movement, the Black Arts Movement, the Black Power Movement, the Black Church, the Black Liberation Movement, the Black Feminist Movement, the Black Womanist Movement, the Poor People's Campaign, the Hip Hop Movement, and the Black Lives Matter Movement. This is Black Excellence in Motion. Dr. Cornell West proclaimed that to be human, you must bear witness to justice. Justice is what love looks like in public. To be human is to love and to be loved. Black excellence is love in action. It is the mindset of resistance, resilience, and radical hope. It is making a way out of no way. It is making lemonade out of lemons. Black excellence is embodying our truth embracing our past, empowering the marginalized and educating for justice. It is giving light in our community. It is being the change we want to see. Black excellence is sustained by revisiting our past, revisiting present in inequities, and reimagining a limitless future. It is knowing that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope, and hope will not disappoint us. It is moving forward in peace standing up for justice and operating in the most excellent way of radical love. In this fight for freedom, poet June Jordan wondered, and who will join this standing up? And the ones who stood without sweet company will sing and sing back into the mountains and if necessary, 
even under the sea, for we are the ones we have been waiting for. We are the ones we have been waiting for, EMU. Sweet Honey in the Rock sings Ella's song to our souls. Not needing to clutch for power, not needing the light just to shine on me. I need to be one in the number as we stand against tyranny. Struggling myself don't mean a whole lot. I've come to realize that teaching others to stand up and fight is the only way my struggle survives. We who believe in freedom cannot rest. We who believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes. Throughout black history, we see the evidence of resistance, resilience, and radical help. Even from the margin, bell hooks helps us to understand margin, being in the margins as a site of resistance, saying that as a radical standpoint, perspective, position, and the politics of location is necessary to those who would participate in the formation of counter hegemonic culture practice to identify the spaces where we began to process revision. Dr. Monica Coleman in Making a Way Out of No Way, a womanist theology states that womanist religious scholars want to unearth the hidden voices in history, scripture, and the experiences of contemporary marginalized African-American women to discover fragments that can create a narrative for the present and the future. As a radical Anabaptist womanist, I am not called to the center. The margin has been my location to produce the counter hegemonic discourse that has represented my Anabaptist faith, womanist ethics, and the core values of my biblical understanding. I desire to be a liberator of people. I also embrace the motto of ethical political theology where preachers proclaim God's word in an alternative vision to injustice, inequities of power, suffering, and oppression. I wholeheartedly agree that evil and sin are structure in nature and, and can take on the form of principalities and powers that put a stranglehold on all human life, especially those who are most powerless. As a preacher, as a clinical social worker, as a diversity leader, my ultimate message is a word of lamentation, compassion, empowerment, divine justice, and radical hope. This theology of preaching represents liberation theology, Womanist theology, feminist theology. I am here to tell you today that God is a bridge over troubled waters. From Selma to Birmingham to Montgomery to Money, Mississippi, to Washington, D.C., to Harlem, to Richmond, and to Harrisonburg, where we mourn and memorialize the lynching of Charlotte Harris in 1878, the only known black woman that was lynched in Virginia. Black people were marked, marginalized, and murdered. They marched, voted, and realized, as Audre Lorde remarked, that the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. Survival is not an academic skill. It is sitting on the mourner's bench and engaging in communal contemplative practices as taught by Howard Thurman. It is learning how to take our differences and making them strengths. It is keeping your eyes on the prize. It is remembering that Jesse Jackson encouraged us to keep hope alive. And Obama inspired us with the audacity of hope. It is knowing that trouble don't last always. It is telling a new story and creating a new narrative. It is finding our way to the clearing as celebrated by Toni Morrison and Beloved. It is going into the hush harbors 
and looking for resisting, emerging, and transforming stories. It is asking, where is the celebration of black brilliance? Where's the black boy joy? Where's that black girl magic? We are the ones we have been waiting for. Black excellence utilizes the audacity of hope and prophetic imaginations to carve out a new way of living and being in the world and reconstructing a new path, transforming the trajectory of trauma into post-traumatic growth, showing a positive appreciation of life, new possibilities, personal strength, and spiritual change. Black excellence embraces the African concept of Sankofa, which translates to it is not taboo, to fetch what is at risk of being left behind. Black excellence incorporates the African philosophy of Ubuntu. I am because we are promoting a restorative justice and community-centric ethos. Archbishop Desmond Tutu drew on the concept of Ubuntu when he led South Africa's Truth and Reconciliation Com Commission, which helps South Africa reckon with its history of apartheid. We have the ability, he says, as people, to dig into our human values, to go for the best of them in order to bring about healing and to bridge the gap. I can recall singing spiritual songs and hymns within the black community that represent where we have been, where we are, and where we're going. Songs like, steal away to Jesus. I know these are old-fashioned songs, but go with me for a minute. Swing low, swing chariot. There is a bomb in Gilead. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. We come this far by faith, amazing grace, blessed assurance, and my favorite, leaning on the everlasting arms. These congregational and communal songs celebrated the sufferings and the celebration of the community. These songs taught me Ubuntu. I am because we are. Permit me to close, if I may, with a roll call of some past and present black leaders within the Mennonite and Anabaptist community. Roberta Webb, Ada Webb, Peggy Webb Howard, Lucy Simmons, James and Marina Clark, my father, Dr. Richard W. Purnell, Bishop Michael Banks, Addie Banks, Le uh, Leonard Dow, Hubert Brown, Dwight McFadden, McFadden Diane Swan Wright, Regina Stan Stossfuss, Vincent and Rosemarie Harding, Dr. Abraham Davis, the first director of multicultural services here at EMU. Eric Payne, the founder of a transform, transformational uh, leader for the Black Student Union. Gerald Hudson, John Powell, Naomi and Leslie Francisco, Billy Curry, Cedric Moore, James Logan, Raymond Jackson, Stanley Green, and a few of the original 13 Mennonite churches among African American. South Christian Street, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Diamond Street Mennonite Church, Philadelphia, Broad Street Mennonite Church, Harrisonburg, Virginia, Lehigh Community Church, Cleveland, Ohio. There are many others, many others in our black history. And we also honor our black excellence throughout our society and receive inspiration to run like Jesse, be the best like Serena, Study like Booker, be bold like Kamala, speak like Amanda, event like George, guy like Harry, be courageous like Henry, be brave like Ruby, lead like Barack, dream like Martin, shoot for the stars like May, write like Maya, play like Jackie, work like Oprah, protest like Rosa, compete like Wilma, fight like Muhammad, calculate like Catherine, and practice like Michael. You see, black excellence is all around us. 
Our legacy will not put us to shame. It will live in our hearts and our minds and cultivate a liberating hope that will last throughout the generations. I close with the brilliant words of Amanda Gorman. There's always light. If only we're brave enough to see it. If only we are brave enough to be it. For while we have our eyes on the future, history has its eyes on us. Thank you. Now, I was listening for one more name in that legacy of leaders among Anabaptists and Mennonites, uh, people of color, African-Americans particular, Melody Pinnell. Amen. Thank you. You are in that list. <laughs> in fact, it, it is an honor for me to uh, learn from you. Um, your Im unique embodiment and expressions of black excellence, resilience, and radical hope. And I want to add expertise. Thank you. And this, this month has been significant, African American Month. Now, anytime we say something like African American Month or Black History Month, Latino History Month, Heritage Month, Queer History Month, all of these months, it can give the impression that we just focus on these things for one month. We don't. But we lift our awareness for a month, and BSA and Multicultural Student Services, you've lifted our awareness. Um, if we've appreciated the town hall on privilege, the poetry slam, the soul food cafe, and there's a couple things coming, the movies, um, this week we'll point to in a minute. Let's just share appreciation to those who planned a Black History Month. And I know there's a group working on Women's History Month, and that's March. It's coming. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. This, for those who are connecting through Zoom for convocation points, this is the final Wednesday morning that we'll offer that option on Zoom. Um, in March and April, we anticipate being in person. Um, COVID numbers have dropped, and we're grateful for that, and that means we can be in person for the most part. So we won't be offering Convocation Points Wednesday mornings through Zoom. Um, let's look at the calendar, campus announcements. Um, there, there are some, some things coming. I think I already mentioned the, the films. Um, it, it looks like, I see it there on Friday, the 25th. There's, it's either Thursday, Friday, or Friday, Saturday, the film showings. I'm only seeing it up there once, but y'all can check on that. So the Black History Month film, what is that film? The Great Debaters. The Great Debaters. Highly recommend it. This is a, a, the culminating events for Black Heritage Month. And also, if you'll notice, um, there, there's been some construction going on, remodeling in the University Commons. If you want to hear more about that and give some feedback and input, you'll see Thursday open discussions. There it is uh, on University Commons. That one is available in person and also through Zoom. Um, what else we want to highlight? The hymn sing on Thursday night 
And also then on Sunday, the celebration service that happens right here in this space and so much more that we could name. You all have your own events that you would lift up. Uh, let me know if you'd like to do campus announcements sometime. Melody will be here for a little bit, but not for long. So if you want to see her right afterwards, the best time. Any other announcements? Then go in power and resilience and excellence. Amen.